today I thought it'd be interesting to talk about human design and go through Putin's chart, mainly because of the current affairs of what's going on, all of us racking our brains as to why someone would be motivated to do such a thing, and a world scale example for everyone to see how a narcissist acts, and unfortunately it's to the detriment of millions of millions of lives. Welcome to the Raven Scott Show. Before we get into going over his chart, I just want to cover that human design is a self-development tool. It just shows you where you may have some blocks, places where you need to evolve, and other places that you have very defined and are solid in your energy's identity. So this will kind of be an interesting look into his chart just for curiosity, but really it is not something that really can tell you how and why a person can go down this path of wrongdoing, evil, and destruction. So I just wanted to kind of put that disclaimer out there. And so it's the person's choices and responsibilities and how they operate in the world, not the human design chart. Just like when you look at someone's astrology, you don't blame everything on their sun sign. Okay, before we dive in, I just want to put one puzzle piece together and another puzzle piece. We have the definition of a narcissistic personality disorder is a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, troubled relationships, and a lack of empathy for others. Do you see how that can very much describe this person's chart that we're going to be reviewing today, Vladimir Putin? I had actually six observations to first go over different characteristics of a narcissist. You know how I always talk about narcissism here. And I can't help, but every time I hear something in the news, it just dings in my head. That's because he's a narcissist. There's what a narcissist does. This is a narcissistic trait. And not to excuse him because he's a narcissist, but just to see and prove. It's like a world scale example for everyone to see how a narcissist acts, and unfortunately, it's to the detriment of millions of millions of lives, and it's so tragic. The number one thing of is smoke and mirrors. The narcissist gaslights you to get away with their bad behavior. They block truth for their lies to perpetuate. And so you see already in this new law just put out by Putin that no one can call this an invasion. It is a strategic military act. And if they say anything negative about Russia and invading and how you know, wrong they are doing to their brother, they will be put in prison for 15 years. Just blatant gaslighting, blatant control. There's no free speech. And that's exactly what narcissists do. Okay, number two is a narcissist is a huge expert on mental game. They play with your psyche to get you all confused and contorted and not understanding, the messages aren't clear. And this could also be an element of where he's acting out of his not self theme, where that's kind of anger, he's not doing what his type as a manifester is supposed to do is inform, but I think also it's an element of mental warfare. He's saying, okay, I'm freeing up a corridor for the refugees to leave, but then he doesn't communicate that to his army, and so there's still firing missiles 
and bombs and whatever they're doing while these people are trying to flee. And that's not a ceasefire. That is continuing to act in an act of war while innocent lives are trying to escape. So that mental stress instills fear into the hearts and minds of the world, really, seeing how he's acting so callously. That is the expert maneuver of a narcissist. Number three, narcissists have zero empathy. Zero empathy can be seen in the orders and attacks, full destruction of cities, bombing hospitals, maternity wards where women are birthing children. I'm not sure if you saw on the news this you know, woman who, who fled the hospital that was bombed, gave birth the next day to, in a freezing cold facility. It's just callous and there's zero consideration for human life. And you have to have empathy to have consideration for human life. And narcissists contain zero of that. Number four, narcissists lie to justify their actions. He's lying to his entire nation by saying, we are eradicating anti-Semitism in Ukraine and we're reuniting our brothers and becoming Soviet Union, you know, regaining Soviet Union again. That is false. The president of Ukraine is Jewish. Therefore, there is no anti-Semitism. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a Jewish president. It's a blatant lie. And narcissists do this where they almost don't think through their lie. They just hold fast to it, no matter if it makes sense or not. And they get everyone around them to believe it with their mental gymnastics. Our fifth point is that they threaten integrity. They threaten good. They threaten light because they want their continuous selfish deeds to perpetuate. So he's saying, he's, yes, good, he's informing as a manifester, but not good, he's telling everyone, if you help Ukraine in any way, I see that as a serious threat and act of war. And so he's putting all these threats and deterring people to help Ukraine as far as the warfare or bringing in whatever they're requesting. And he's putting fear into good. And that's what a narcissist is, is an expert in because any type of emotional abuse equals verbal threats to, if you do this, there will be consequences. And these world leaders don't want others to be any more at stake. They don't want other lives, innocent lives, to be hurt. So it puts, it puts them in a very difficult situation. And that is what a narcissist and the final one is this just blatant all-out destruction. There are, like I had said, they're just plowing and bombing and destroying all of these cities full of civilians. And there's not even an army, like the one city of Mariupol. There's not like there's an army inside shooting back. They're just surrounding all of these civilians. And it's just a blatant a disregard and just a selfish mindset that doesn't regard any anything else but themselves and that again is a narcissistic trait so and all this you know really exciting stuff we're going to get into in in the chart just kind of reinforces a bit of that as well so the first thing I wanted to look at was what is his not self theme and for manifestors which we'll get into his type the not self theme is anger because your strategy as a manifestor is to inform the not self theme is the theme or kind of energy that you are living out when you are not living according to your strategy of your type. 
And so therefore you're not really in alignment. So you're acting conditionally. So it's your not self theme. His anger, which makes sense. You know, he's, you can see a lot of anger and resentment towards everyone. He just wants to get done. Manifestors take action. They want to get done what they want to get done. But if they don't inform, they're going to hit a lot of blocks. So yeah, you can just see all, with all of these very vengeful, sadistic acts against poor innocent people, it's just, it's just like anger multiplied like tenfold. And it's really, really destructive. Of course, there are elements in everyone's charts that show how the potential of how they can be. And when I pulled up his chart, interestingly enough, it says that he's a manifester, splenic manifester. And he has a lot of gates right off the back that I noticed that are defined. Only one gate in his spleen is not defined. So if he's operating at a lower vibration, he's operating out of a lot of fear. So let's dive in. So if you pull up your birth chart, this is what it will look like. And you can get your free birth chart at geneticmatrix.com. And it'll, over here on the left, it will list the type, profile, definition, and incarnation cross, and channels. Channels are like main energy connectors. And the type is your main way of functioning in the world. So he is a splenic manifester. So the splenic is the authority and the manifester is the type. And manifestors are here to initiate. They're here to inspire. And manifestor strengths are they're energetic, they're driven, they're powerful and influential, successful, impulsive, and mysterious. So those could be good or bad, those last two. Their weaknesses are they're angry and they get irritable, they're self-absorbed, they're not a team player, impatient, and secretive. So these definitely are at role. Now manifestors only are 9% of the population. So you can see that this is a, a bit of a rare type. So you can see when the motor is directly connected to the throat, which he has, this is a spleen, this is the motor, it's directly connected to the throat. This defines a manifester as well as connected from the spleen to the root. And like I said, see all these red circles? That means that these gates are defined. So he has six out of seven gates in the spleen defined. So let's just dive right into some of these here in the spleen that he has defined. So this is uh, really something if you're operating at a out of the ego and the shadows, then you're going to be struggling with these fears if you have these defined. So the first one he has defined is being inadequate or not ready. That is something that a fear and he may be reacting or operating out of. He also has 57 defined, which is the future or of the unknown. 44, he has defined about repeating the mistakes of the past. And then he doesn't have 50 defined, but he has 32 about failure. And that's going to really, you're going to see that at play with the scurrying and the trying really hard and the mind warfare tactics. I think that's going to be huge. He's afraid to fail. 28 is that life is empty and meaningless. What is my legacy, right? He's reaching to a point where he's thinking about his legacy. 18 is you are not perfect or nothing is perfect. And that can really put someone in a very desperate type of mindset. Manifestors have a powerful presence about them and you can feel it as they enter the room. They speak
speak with authority and they have that energy to initiate. They can envision something and then just go. Just do it is their slogan, Nike's slogan, and it really applies only to manifestors. So this is something that there is this immense amount of power, presence, and initiation. But this initiation can make a lot of people uneasy because the secretive part of they know, but they're not going to talk it out, plan it all out with anyone else. So this is where that uneasy part comes into play. Because of this doing energy and lack of communication, communicating to others who are there to support them, delegating, there's lack of communication and a lot of smoke and mirrors maybe also. If they are operating within the ego, they're being secretive, they're being mysterious, and they're also being very mistrusting of other people. And then you have like this unease and sense of fear of people around them because they're like a bullet just so fast going to their destination without saying anything. And since they have the vision and the doing, they have control issues. So they want everything to be done in their time, their way, their control, therefore also being secretive. And so they're also thinking, well, why is this person trying to talk me out of it or control me or like get information from me? Let's just get it done and be efficient. There's no time to talk. Let's go forward fast. And then you have this combined with the splenic authority, which is very fast, rapid fire, like in the moment, knowing, and that can really cause a lot of chaos. Now his profile is a 5-1, and 5 is a heretical, and line 1 is an investigator. And the heretics have this great ability to conceptualize, to manifest, but they do need to have reality checks constantly. And when you're in a position that Putin's in, I don't think anyone's able to really give him any reality checks. And if they do, they're either banned or God knows what, right? So when you're in that much of a position of a power, who's going to reality check you? And investigator is really interesting because investigators physically identifies, becomes, and is their life. So, you know, his leadership, power, and everything, he identifies fully as that, as that power identity that he has. Whatever his ego has, he's fully entrenched in it. So for him being a powerful leader, his identity is wrapped up in his role and he is attached to the glory days of the Soviet Union. And that is what he's trying to bring back and accomplish because that is his identity. He is not like change. He needs to keep things the way that he identified they were because he's morphed physically himself. He's wrapped his ego and his identity altogether into the Soviet Union. And that brings me to another interesting thought train as I went to look at his north node and what zodiac that's in because that is where your soul is yearning toward and what you want to release. His north node is in Aquarius and so that's really a huge pull of energy to dance to the beat of your own drum. And I see that very much where he does not care what other people are saying or thinking or you can't convince me that the old Soviet Union is dead. And in a former life with his south node, right, you're like your past life and your beginning of life is in Leo. So here's the card. I have created these north node cards for you to evaluate where yours is 
and what your soul is yearning toward and what you need to be working on to release. So for him, his south node is in Leo. So in a former life or earlier life, he may have lived a life with little connection to his true self. Others maybe tended to project an ideal life onto him. And maybe that's why he's, maybe he's still operating in that and he hasn't released that. Your honest true freedom is more important than any group approval. Although I definitely think that he is dancing to the beat of his own drum. So these are just some beautiful cards you can go through. What is your purpose and what is the shadow that you need to release? So for him and his shadow, he is self-serving right now in that Leo, you know, he wants to be the center of attention. Maybe he likes all this press, but he also loves to change the narrative and do the smoke and mirrors and distract and be the showman. So that whole projection of how he's operating can be very, it's not for the greater good. Whereas Aquarius is all about community and social and the collective. So when you don't release the South Node, you can tend to not really step into what you're here to do, what your purpose is. So you can see here I've created a PDF for you to find your North Node guidance and the medicine to allow you to see what it is, what is the North Node guidance. So you can get this free download in the show notes in the description below. So back to his chart and you can see that his incarnation cross, which is a major life theme, conscious or unconscious, is Endeavor 2. This is the interpersonal life theme, meaning it affects others. And really what that means is that he's catalyzing. He catalyzes change. And like we had noted before, his identity is wrapped up in being a leader of the Soviet Union. And he's trying to regain that, therefore catalyzing huge amounts of traumatic change of people's lives in Ukraine, where they were just happy, free, had their own precedent, and for him to be grasping on the past in a lower vibration is affecting and catalyzing major amounts of change, devastation, and tragedy. He's also catalyzing change in oil prices, right? He's affecting everything globally because war and all of these different sanctions that were trying to put boundaries up for him to stop this behavior is affecting all of us globally. Um, which can right now feel very negative with the oil and energy. I even see like that being positive. People are going to shift towards not relying so heavily on oil and going to hybrid cars and then from hybrid cars going to electric, right? Things need to kind of be blown up and pulled out of the closet to be cleaned up, organized and put back in the right order for progress for the future and change moving forwards. But right now it's just so tragic and he's affecting millions and millions of people's lives as they flee for safety. So now we'll get into the juicy stuff. I listened to my favorite podcast, A Ghost of a Podcast by Jessica Lignato, and she covered his astrology chart. So you can go take a listen to that podcast. It's 40 minutes in on episode 249. And she talks about how he has a Libra stellium. And then he has a Neptune is conjunct with Mercury, Saturn, the Sun, all in his 12th house. And she doesn't put a lot of weight in that information, the 12th, the houses. She says the 12th house is all about secrets, secrecy. It's all about the pure, like a purist style, very extreme. 
and entitlement. So it can lead to extreme violence due to entitlement of power or entitlement of whatever his cause is. She also noted that his Pluto is 22 degrees in Leo. And all of this I'll get to be really interesting It'll cross-reference with the gates in his human design chart. So it and Pluto in Leo is square to Jupiter. And it kind of gives this sense, this ravenous, power-hungry sense, she says, which we can see in full display. And I'll also cross-reference that in his gates. We see in his Mars, in gate 28, that that energy is there of the struggle. That's the gate of struggle. And it can be interpreted as life is not fair. And if focused on that, can really lead down a dark path. Now, also in May of 2022, it's interesting, Jessica noted that Neptune square Mars will be occurring in May. This transit for him, it will lead to demoralization. It'll lead to health issues. But with this particular person, we had noted this narcissist, you know, narcissists don't ever give up. So it's going to lead to a destabilized, power-hungry, ravenous struggle paranoia, it will intensify the aggression. And I see this, you know, acting worse, acting worse to perpetuate, to perpetuate harm to others. And I see this in his gates in Neptune. We have 57, the gate of intuition, the struggle, they people really struggle to trust their intuition when they have this, because they have the fear of the future. So he's going to be really paranoid about that. His Neptune gate 32 is continuity duration. And what that means is that it's a fear of dreams are for naught, that they're just nothing, right? That's this huge fear. And also a fear that someone else will take his dreams or he'll fail at whatever he's so ardently been working aggressively and like a dog on a bone, so hard to do. So that was a really interesting to cross-reference the transit with his Neptune gate. Neptune is very uh, deep, it's oceany, it's confusing, it's dreamy. So it can really be almost like a smoke and mirrors in their own psyche to like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? It, it creates a lot of paranoia. What else? So his Pluto gate is in gate four, both in his conscious and subconscious gates. And what gate four is, is the gate of answers. And it, it signifies youthful folly in the I Ching. And it's really interesting because it really kind of talks about a very immature kind of way of living out your follies. And they have no regard for validity. They just do and compulsively act. Kind of like a child, which is very much like a narcissist. They emotionally are at this level of, you know, a toddler. We talked about Mars, his gate 28. The struggle is not fair. And then also he has gate 11, which is the gate of ideas. And that in the I Ching is called peace. Now, of course, there's always this high frequency in a gate and a lower frequency. So I'm just addressing all the different lower frequencies because that's what I see he's operating out of. And the, his Mars is the fear of others stealing his ideas. And that I think is going to lead to paranoia and much worse aggression. Mars is the planet of warfare of action, I think, when the Mars-Neptune square is in May. So I also wanted to look at Jupiter because of this Pluto square Jupiter aspect in his chart. 
And so Jupiter, gate two, is the energy of the keeper of resources and the keeper of all things, which can be a good thing. You can manage your resources well, or a bad thing. You can mismanage resources. So right now, all these sanctions and things that are being held against Russia because of his actions. So essentially, he's throwing away the key and then the door is open or whatever. Like that he's already asked China for help secretively, but we were able to intercept it and out him on trying to get resources from China. So he's not doing well with managing his resources. So that is in his Jupiter, which is square to Pluto. And Pluto is all about transformation, dying, death, blowing things up to be reborn, re-evolved. Just makes me think towards the future. Okay, so if their resources and their economy in Russia, the ruble is low. It's almost like he's inadvertently blowing up his entire economic structure to maybe when he's out of power, someone else can take over and rebirth it, hopefully for the better. And then the other gate he has in Jupiter is 23. So the 23 gate is splitting apart like mitosis, his evolution, but it can be really great if you're invited and you have the right timing, it really brings beautiful mutation and evolution. If it doesn't have good timing, then it just looks to all very freakish and weird and off. And I think we're seeing that. We're like, what? We're all confused. I looked at Saturn because in his birth chart, it's opposing Pluto. So Saturn's gate is 18. That's the correction gate. The, the fear in the spleen is that nothing will be perfect, constantly fixing and doing it over and doing it over, control like a controlling freak, perfectionism, but the fear of nothing's ever going to be perfect, so it's like over-controlling, power struggle, and it also is called in that lower frequency of, see, I told you so, gate. And also his Saturn is in gate 57. It can be gentle, it's called gentle in the I Ching, but where this lies is the fear of the future, and he will be insistent against all odds which is exactly what we'll be seeing coming out of his Neptune square Mars in May of 2022. Just this huge push, the intensity of his aggression, the, you know, I'm going to be paranoid and fight and act worse, perpetuate more harm and be insistent against all odds because it's already talk about his health issues declining. And so if they continue to, to decline, he's going to overcompensate and he's going to be more aggressive. So with all this anger, with all this narcissism, with all of this entitlement and purist mindset, I really hope that this gives you an example and gives us a lesson to see how toxic it can be to be so far extreme and just hold on to an idea without looking at other sides and other angles and perspectives and how toxic that can really be. And I really just want to close out by saying be grateful for the peaceful environment wherever you may be that you're in and take what you have or what you can and give what you can to those refugees who are fleeing their demolished city so tragic and let's help humanity because we are global we're interconnected it's not their war it's our war not they lost their home we lost our home when we're interconnected to them it can happen to any of us at any time and right now 
that is happening to the Ukrainians. So let's band together and help them as much as we can by giving to reputable charities to help provide food, shelter, and clothes. They have nothing. They've just run. So provide what you can, be grateful, and continue to always self-evaluate yourself. Thanks for watching. I hope that you enjoyed this video and make sure to subscribe if you liked it and um, hit the bell to get all the notifications. Thank you so much for being here all week during the Human Design Week. If you missed any episodes, just head on over to the Human Design playlist. All of them are uploaded there and it'll be easy to find on the thumbnail. It says Human Design Week. And we'll see you soon. See you in the next video. Losing time, I'm fading fast I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell